this thing on? Is, is this, it still on? Is this thing on? Is it still on? I can't tell. It's not It's not uh, hitting back, so I don't know. I think it's on. I think it's on. I think it's on based on the sound waves. Yeah. The waveform well, suggests that we are here. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, whoever's still listening. Hi. It is now 2023, mm-hmm. and it is now season three of Is This Thing On? What? Um... I've had this podcast for, it's about to be three years in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So. Expect a special episode for the anniversary, I guess. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't hype them up too much. I'm, okay. I'm a woman of. Expect to be disappointed. Yeah. And and if you set your expectations low enough, you won't be. You might get a anniversary podcast episode. Or maybe an hour and a half of silence. Who knows? Who knows? But. Hope everyone had a fun and safe new year. Um, I will be contacting my therapist after this week because I I, I need a little TLC time mm-hmm. with my therapist. And um, shout out to her because I've already been with her for a whole year. And she managed to not make me a complete uh, recluse. So mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to her, to Dr. V. Um... So today, I thought, because it's a new year, we would reintroduce ourselves with a couple of questions. Um, You already know your annoying podcast host, but I guess you will get to know my annoying co-host as well. Who's that? My wonderful boyfriend. Oh, is he going to be on the podcast too? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, you thought this whole time I was some rando? Yeah, I mean, I, you just found me on the street, so mm. I was kind of waiting to meet your boyfriend. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, um, joke's on you, I have two boyfriends. <gasps> dun, 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 and they're both me. And they're both you. Just one has a goatee, and the other one has a handlebar mustache. Yes, two twins. Yeah. I'm cheating on... <laughs> <laughs> if you guys didn't already pick this up, this is a bit... Um, just a bit. This is just a bit. I just, repeat. Just a bit. Just a bit. Um, so I think it would be a good time to reintroduce ourselves in the form of questions. Mm-hmm. Get to lo- get to know a little bit more about us. I know I talk about, about my life here excessively, whether you like it or not. Um, but I think these questions will help to gauge how much of a weirdo and crazy woman I am and mm-hmm. how crazy my co-host is as well. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, these are some personal questions. Nothing too outlandish, but just enough to keep you guys coming back for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. And just for um, clarif- clarification and uh, so that we're not just giving you the impression that we're making these up. This is from a website called Riverside. Yeah, I think it's a podcast. It's 50 podcast interview question ideas for 2023. For 2023. So this so is... So we are up and running with the times. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the questions from 2022 would be so out of date. Mm-hmm. They're so, so time-centered. Out, so out of date. Mm-hmm. But if you are also a clueless podcast host like myself, and you would like some questions that... Maybe can help you spice up your podcast. I will link these below in the podcast description. Just be on the look for them. And shout out to our friends that also have podcasts. 
podcasts. Podcast I. It's kind of like a cactus. Cacti. That doesn't make sense, babe. Podcasties. Podcasties. The other fellow podcasters, mm-hmm. um, Justin and Tevi, that have the podcast. Podcast, which, by the way, this is a little promo out there, Ooh. but it's now going to be called Stupid Burger. I think so. Uh, we got insight detail yeah, into yeah. their podcast. This is insider information coming straight to um, you. I don't know when it will go live. I'm assuming they're going to just scratch everything. And I think it's going to go through a rebranding kind of thing. Rebranding. So yeah. be on the lookout for formerly the podcast, now going to be called Stupid Burger. And the feisty females are still on. And they're funny and they're feisty, so I will link. And they're female. And they're female, so I will still link both of those two shows below if you care to listen. They're some of our good friends, and they're very funny and witty, and yeah, just go check them out. Anyways, they're better than me because I'm not structured at all. Um, <laughs> and if they blow up, I take ten percent of their clap. So, mm. anyways, um, some questions. Let's okay. see. Do you want me to ask you the questions first? I can read through them, and then we can take turns who answers the question first. Okay. Um, So I'll read through. How about we alternate reading through? Uh Uh-huh. And then the person who is reading the question asks it of the other, and you answer it. Okay. And then you read it, and you ask it of me. Okay. Do you want to do all of them? Like, we both answer all of them, or do you want to alternate the answers? We can alternate. Okay. So, you want to go first? Okay. So... Question number one will mm-hmm. be for my wonderful co-host and love of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, what do people misunderstand about you the most? Hmm. What do people misunderstand about me the most? That I'm always upbeat and happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like that two truths and a lie game. Yeah. Uh, that I'm that I'm always positive and always uh, just a, a genuine joy to be around. Because you, most of the time, when I'm by myself, I don't talk to anybody. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't talk to anybody. I don't interact with anything. I yeah. don't go online. I'm just sitting there watching YouTube, watching Twitch, reading articles, listening to YouTube podcasts, things like that. I just... He is an introvert. I just power down. Yeah. He's an introvert, and he can survive on his own on an island with just a coconut and name it Wilson, and they can be the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, I'm an extrovert, and he's dating an extrovert, and so if I don't see people for a few weeks or days, I start to go a little insane in the membrane. Mm-hmm. But you do perfectly fine. And yeah, I did that first when we first started dating. I thought you were a happy-go-lucky, all-the-time person, mm-hmm. very positive. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you are pretty positive most of the time, but you do have your sad boy hours, your sad boy days. I've seen them. Listening to the Breaking Benjamin, screaming with the asking Alexandria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have mo- my moments like that, too, but no, most of the time, I would say, like, a good 85% of the time, you're pretty positive, though. Yeah. Yeah. But the misunderstanding is that I'm always like that. Oh, you know? no. You're not. Mm-mm. So, what is your favorite childhood memory? Mm. If you have any, mm. let's see. This is this is uh, this is stuff where I'm gonna have to work on with my therapist <laughs> as well. It's only trauma. It's no, it's not only trauma. I mean, yeah, I do have a lot of traumatic internalized trauma, 
that needs to be worked on. Um, probably when I was an only child, I had really nice birthday parties. Mm. My parents really went all out, and I had very extravagant themed birthday parties. I think my third birthday was probably one of the best ones out of all of them. I had Mickey Mouse. I had Bert and Ernie. I had Elmo. I had Big Bird. I had everybody there. I had all my family members there. I had little custom-made dresses made for me. I had, like, really nice gifts. And then my nanny was also there taking care of me as well. And I just, I got the best three years of my life. So I'll say that. (laughs) And then my sisters were born. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no hate to my sisters. I actually love them a lot. But um, I would say that was one of the my favorite childhood memories, probably my, my first three birthday parties. Um, the next kind of memories, I think, um, one was where I used to have a Barbie motorcycle when nice. I was... Yeah, no, I was a biker chick. Mm-hmm. And it was bright pink, and I would just ride it around everywhere. But, it, I mean, it didn't last. It was, it was a Barbie motorcycle. That was one of the fun memories that I have. Another one was probably um, going on just, like, school field trips, Okay. I guess, with um, my choir. What was your favorite school field trip? Uh, I don't think I have a favorite one. Just any time we got to get out of school. Yeah. <laughs> like, going on Christmas caroling trips or going to the nursing home and singing to the old people or doing stuff like that. That was always fun. Um getting to sing the national anthem at school that was always fun Mm. um you did it as a choir or did you do it yourself well i think one time they asked me no they did not ask me they picked that girl over me and i was really really mad um no we sing it as a school but um just getting to do that all that was 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 fun just like tapping into my creative side was some of some of the best parts of my childhood getting to sing and experience the artsy side of myself that was fun um, I mean, and it was never a quiet household because I'm the oldest of four children, so it's never dull and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have bad memory, y'all. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm getting older. You, you and rattle I, off a I, bunch of good memories, and I don't remember a lot of stuff. But probably that, like, I guess yeah. probably that. Okay. Okay. Next question. (laughs) How did you meet your significant spouse or significant other? Well, I was working in a lab one day. Uh I was uh, mixing together the ingredients of sugar, spice. And everything nice. Everything nice. And as I was uh, churning the the compound of the solution. Oh, not the compound, not the butter? No, 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 not the butter. Uh, As I was churning the solution, um, I hit another... um, Vessel, another beaker, mm-hmm. with my um, stirring rod, mm-hmm. and accidentally spilled in a little bit of chemical X. And when that happened, out popped this thing, this 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 being of unnatural power, and fury, and and anger, and sadness. This being of pure Eva. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Real answer. Uh, I'm not the professor from Powerpuff Girls. Um, we met through church, and we met through the Bible study that uh, that you were teaching. A, a mutual friend of ours invited to come over 
Uh, I happened to be teaching the Bible study at the time because we were kind of trying to alternate between the, the younger men of the church to, to lead. And yeah, so the first time I met her, I was uh, a little freaked out by her because she claims it wasn't intentional. But um, she, at one point during our conversation after the study was over, stared directly at me for like a good minute. And like I could see her staring at me and I was like, is she going to break eye contact? And she just didn't. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go stand up and do something else. Uh, she remembers it differently. She thinks that it was probably um, just her staring off into the distance past me. Uh, but I'm not so sure about that. Okay, so from this is this is what I mean when when guys overestimate how much a girl likes them. Mm. I did not have a crush at you during that time. I found you attractive. I mm. did, however, find you very attractive. Mm-hmm. I had a crush on someone else, mm-hmm. and we won't get into that because the the listeners kind of already know mm-hmm. the story behind that. Yeah. But I I think I was just staring off into the distance. I disassociate a lot, and mm. I just stare off. Yeah. into the abyss mm-hmm. and maybe you thought I was staring at you but maybe I could have been staring at some freaky drawing on the wall yeah or you just find the abyss really handsome and she gotta stare at it yeah yeah <laughs> it, and I but I did, I found you attractive but I didn't start liking you probably if I haven't already talked about our love story I'll, I'll reiterate again uh, we obviously did meet through church. We met through a mutual friend that I have known for like 10 years. Shout out to Matt. That's the mutual friend. Yeah, I, I could say Matt. Mm. I don't have to say, I'm not going to say his last name. I beeped it out last time. Mm. Um, but yeah, you were teaching the young adults Bible study class. And first impression right off the bat, wow, this guy's real smart. He knows his stuff. He knows his theology. I'm very biblically illiterate and you're not that illiterate um no i i was pretty biblically illiterate and i still kind of am but i've learned more throughout the years but i was just in awe at how good you were at teaching the class Mm -hmm. like you were always really prepared and then you were always very kind to answer any questions you never like you were never like oh that's such a dumb question or anything like that you always had like room for growth and questions and all that stuff and so then i would say i started coming to the the studies at um the colbert sense right mm-hmm. um shout out to them if they happen to listen to this podcast and um i think once they were there then i started to get getting to know your personality more through like bits and pieces of you making jokes and puns and stuff like that if you if you want to know anything about this man, he makes a lot of punny jokes, yes. and as I'm a result, the yes. he is the Punisher. And as a result of dating him, I have also to become a Punisher. Not mm-hmm. as great as him, but um, but anyways, after all that, yeah, I kind of started to develop a little crush on you. Just a little. Just Again. A Again, this is just stroking your ego. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I was still hung up on this other guy. But I started finding him attractive because I just saw your personality and your humor. And I thought that my personality and my humor would go well with you. 
So I went at it the wrong way, and I was not subtle about me liking him. <laughs> and he ran for the hills uh, twice, guys. Mm-hmm. Not just once, but twice. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Boy or girl, don't do that to another human. The worst thing you can do in order to try, to try to get someone's attention romantically is be desperate. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it wasn't until, like... A, a year or two after that, after the first initial time I met you, that I started to see you as a friend, and we started getting closer, and we started talking, and then, really, then after that, I started developing feelings for you. Yeah. And I was a mess. But, anyways, that's that's the gist of <laughs> but it. But that's how we met. I, I was a mess. This guy was nowhere near ready to date me as a mess. I was nowhere near ready to date him. And it took me going to therapy and working on myself for this guy to finally be like, oh, she's wonderful. I'm in love with her. She's hot. She also has just such a nice personality and demeanor. And I was also that green sweater that I wore that day, mm-hmm. apparently. Very apparently. Good. Very nice green sweater. Apparently. And brought out your eyes. Because it brought out my beautiful green eyes. Anyways. <clears throat> um, so. What, okay. I think it's my turn. Oh, it is? Yeah. But who asked this question? <laughs> <laughs> I think you asked me. So, you oh, asked. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. asked. Okay. You asked. So, now I it's asked. your turn to ask me. Okay. What's your biggest failure, and what did you learn from that experience? My biggest failure mm-hmm. is um, chasing love. Chasing love. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's going to be the title of my next. That should actually be the title of my album. Um, yeah, I would say my biggest failure is chasing love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, um, I was under the impression that I needed to go and make myself attractive and available and always available to guys that I thought were attractive. Mm-hmm. And it never worked. I always got shot down. And if I did get a chance with someone, it was just a moment of, I was a temporary distraction. And I got hurt a lot of the time doing that. So I was chasing after love, after people. And that is my biggest failure to date. Um, Don't ever do that. Don't ever hunt anyone down. Don't ever ask for anyone to be in your life. If they want to be in your life, they're going to be in your life. They're going to make that known. Just don't do that. I think that's my biggest failure. That and not getting mental health help sooner. Mm. And, yeah, that's my biggest failure. Okay. Number five. Okay. What's the best compliment you've gotten? Or, I'm sorry. If you could be if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Hmm. Actually, finding out how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. No, no, not really. No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> In reality, I would like to be remembered as being a good father. I hope that for us too. Babe. Yeah. I mean, you can do all you want, you can be famous, you can rule the world, but if your next generation doesn't like you, then what's the point? Yes, we need to raise good fathers and mothers. Yeah. And children. Um, okay. So, what's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Hmm. 
Hmm. There's a. F- and is it from me? <laughs> One of them is from you. Mm. Um, I love all the compliments you've given me throughout our relationship. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest ones you've given me more recently is that you said that I'm really good at conversing and making friends with strangers. Yeah. This, which is true. This lady can make temporary friends with just about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of liquid courage yeah. and a lot of, um, uh, what's the word? Um, Party atmosphere. Well, that... Uh, I was going to say a lot of inhibitions gone. Ah. And a lot of... No uh, fear. No filter. No filter. No. I can... You're a beautiful family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that one time that martini was a little bit too strong. It was a chocolate martini from the beach. It was good, but there was a lot of vodka in that chocolate martini. But that one chocolate martini didn't get me completely buzzed. No, no, I didn't. No, um... That's one of my biggest compliments that I've gotten from you. You tell me, you tell me I'm beautiful all the time, so I appreciate that. Um, what else? Uh, so I, not from me. Not from you? Yeah. What's the the best? Uh, okay, so from, from when I used to work at a juice place, because mm-hmm. um, I used to work at a juice shop where they made vegan and vegetarian food, and I missed that. I missed working there for a little bit. Actually, did like working there it was fun. Um, there was one lady that came in and she had like lash extensions and all this other stuff, and she was like dolled up, but she had makeup clothes. Um, I mean, make um, workout clothes and all that stuff. And she looked at me. She's like, "Are those your real lashes?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "You don't wear mascara, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "You're so you're so pretty." And then another lady came in. She's like, "You look like Brooke Shields," and I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> Thanks. And my mom has also said that I look like Brooke Shields. I don't see it. Maybe it's the eyebrows, and maybe it's I look like her maybe when I have my brown hair. But I I don't look like her. But it's still a wonderful and delusional comment that I will hold on to for the rest of my life. That and Scarlett Johansson. I don't have her beautiful body, assets, whatever. But I will hold on to those two. Um, I've also been told that I would make a good mom one day. So that's also a really big compliment. I keep getting that more recently from people that I work with. Um, what else? Just that I have a nice voice. I can, I can hold a good tune. That Um, that lady at ACL really liked your rendition of, what was it? Pink that was playing? Uh, okay. So Pink, pink was covering another song, right? Pink was covering, um, it was a Bob Dylan cover, and Adele has also covered it. Make You Feel My Love by Bob Dylan. Huh. It's originally by Bob Dylan, but Adele has also covered it, and then also Pink did a rendition of it, and it was awesome. And this lady right next to me, I mean, she was pretty, she was a little tipsy. She was, she was a little. little. She, she really liked it, and she was like, go, girl, you go, girl. And she was cheering me on. Pink had a really incredible set at ACL. It was just awesome. Like, she was, like, singing 50 feet up in the air. Twirling. I'm surprised she didn't yak over everybody, but um, yeah, I would say those are those are a few. Yeah. Number seven. Uh, what? <laughs> what's an insult you've received that you're? Pr- <laughs> what's an insult you've received that you're proud of? Um, <laughs> uh, smart ass. 
Yeah, people have, people have insulted me as being like a smart aleck, a smart ass. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like the dark side of wit. It's like you're being an asshole, but it's funny. <laughs> that's that's probably the the best insult that I've gotten. I I don't know if this is an insult, but I've said that you're good at calling people out on their bullshit. Yeah, I don't think that's an insult. I okay. think that's just a compliment. Okay. Okay. How would your parents describe what you do? I'm guessing for a living. So how would your parents theoretically describe your job? Uh, well, first they would tell me to suck it up and get over it. Yeah. Second of all, they would be like, you should be so happy because we sacrificed so much for you to come to this country and work and blah, 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 blah. give me that whole spiel. But how would they describe what you actually do um, for a living? Stressful. Mm, okay. Hard. Mm-hmm. Um... Complicated, complex. Um, so they would use those words about your job? Uh, I don't know. I've never really asked them wow. how they would feel. About, I don't know. I think my mom has said on occasion that my job is very stressful. Yeah. So I would say stressful. Okay. Yeah. So, number nine? Number nine. What is a funny story your family tells about you that you'd like to share well mr g's here would he like to comment and say a funny story that about you that your family likes to share mr g snuck in unawares for those of you listening hi there he is there he's he is. very far away we, we need to move the mic more over there uh, can lean over no but move it more. one i can think of comes to mind first is when um you were about... Is this the green marker story? Three or four. No, it isn't. No, this okay. Is the, um, I figured it'd be the green it's marker It's the hamburger story. story. Is this hamburger. the I'm poop, pooping story? Yeah. And yeah. you were... There's too many stories. Like the rest of us, loaded with allergies and sniffles and mm-hmm. everything. And I served on your plate a hamburger, and you lifted the bun... In fact, I think you had a bun in each hand, mm-hmm. and you were going to put mustard or ketchup or whatever. You were trying to manipulate your little fingers to where you were getting whatever you wanted, all the condiments on your hamburger. And all of a sudden, I saw this strained expression in your face, and your mouth flew open, and you looked at one bun and looked at the other bun and finally found one bun and sneezed in it. <laughs> you Try had to cover to sneeze your sneeze. And you had both hands full <laughs> and were like, oh no. <laughs> and just went, I'd shoot into one of the buns. I don't, extra I, don't, flavor. I don't remember if you actually ate that bun or not. Uh, probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a funny story my family likes to tell. Uh, what is your favorite holiday movie, and what does that say about you? Don't say Die Hard, because everybody says Die Hard. No, it's actually not Die Hard. I got, I, contrary to popular belief, I have not seen Die Hard. Oh. Um, I do think it's considered a Christmas movie. Um, 
I like The Grinch. I don't. I wouldn't say it's my. I don't think animated I, or live action. It's no, like quite, quite a bit like live John Wick. Only it's a lot of going through air conditioning ducts and about half of the uh, half the fatalities that a John Wick movie has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would no the live action. Um, I I can like no offense, Doctor Seuss fans. I kind of fall asleep during the animated ones. Eh, it's not super exciting. But um. <sighs> it's my favorite. I also like Home Alone. Uh-huh. The first one. Yeah. The other two are kind of garbage. Um, I guess that new one we saw with David Harper. That one was yeah. really, really uh, funny. Violent Night. Violent Night. Silent Night. Violent Night. Um, I guess those. I wouldn't say they're favorites, but they were definitely funny. Violent Night was surprisingly hilariously gruesome. <laughs> Yeah. It was a macabre comedy. Yeah. Dark comedy. Okay. Mr. G G has his own input. Has his own. A Christmas Carol. Okay. The Alistair Sims version. Back in the, I think, 40s? Not the the Disney animated version? No. With Scrooge Uh, McDuck? Either that or the George C. Scott version was also very good. Okay. Okay. Why Christmas Carol? And it was in color. Just want to let you know, we are 30 seconds away from going into 30 minutes. Okay. I just enjoyed the dickens out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to groan for the next 40 seconds. Uh, 20 something seconds. You can do that. Okay, that's enough. Um, So very quickly, very quickly. Uh, What's next one? Ah, what has been your favorite job you held? I think the juice shop. Juice shop. Working at that juice place was fun. Um, If this job wasn't so stressful, may I would say also this one. Hmm. Um, And with that, we'll be back after this commercial break. And we're back after that commercial poop. Welcome back to your episode of Is This Thing On? Featuring no one, apparently. Please tip your server. We're here all week. So where we last left off on number 12, I think you're going to be asking me this. We're on 13. Number 13, okay. Um, oh, wait, or was it... Hold on. Oh, I don't know. We left off on number 12. You're right. Okay. What has been your least favorite job to date? Least favorite job to date? I'm going to be honest. I've only had really two jobs in my whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. One was freelance work, mm-hmm. and the other is working for the university. So I guess if I had to pick the two, I like working for the university more. Because it's more stable and gives me something more to do. But that would automatically make the other one my least favorite because it's not as good. So, yeah. Freelance work kind of sucks because you don't get enough money. Okay. It's great hourly, but not having the consistency is what gets you. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't. Don't? <laughs> Don't what? <laughs> Fill in the blank. Okay. 
Um, Just fill yourself with doubt and not know what the future holds. I got one. Stop being so damn uptight, 18-year-old self. Oh. Go explore some fun. Have have more fun. Explore some fun? <laughs> Find the fun and explore it. Just be more fun, because I was such a nerd when I was 18. Mm. I, I didn't really do anything fun. Do you feel like if you had gotten it out more when you were younger, you would have oh, yeah. been a little bit more mature later? Yeah, I think I definitely, I think, I think, I definitely do think that. I think you need to let kids be kids and not let them grow up too much. And maybe I would have told myself, don't take all those college classes at once. Give pace them, like space them out, and actually enjoy college. And don't kill yourself for getting a degree fast. Mm -hmm. I've got one that I okay. Let's hear, Mr. Cheek. Have um, am kind of. Kind of disappointed in the, in the, you know, looking back mm-hmm. that I didn't was do so. Was it buying the Gremlin? Investing. Uh. <laughs> it wasn't even the Gremlin. Had I inv- invested better, I could have afforded something better. Ah, investing. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the old say, you know, Jesus saved, so should you. <laughs> so um, had I started putting away things, you know, a little bit of money early, I mean, just a little bit each month would have just exploded, you know, yeah. 50 years down the road, and yeah, I got a little bit, you know, that extra that I get, you know, I can go to Whataburger now more mm. frequently, so. Wow. Yeah, I just... Big wish, spender. Wish, wish, I'd have, wish I'd have done a little better than that. Yeah. So, that's a lesson to all of you from the older generation. What about you? You didn't give your two cents. If I could go back to 18-year-old self and say something, what would it be? Um, don't worry about finding somebody to date. It'll work out. Okay. And don't just jump at every opportunity that you think might work. And the biggest advice would be don't try to make it happen yourself because it's not going not gonna to work if you're one-sided trying to make a relationship happen. Mm-hmm. My my grandpa always said, "Marry an ugly girl that can cook." And I did. I didn't do either one. <laughs> and you've been together for how many years? <laughs> I cook. Yeah. So you're the ugly girl that cooks. Yeah, yeah, you're the ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she can't cook, then she's pretty. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still off the hook. Am I the ugly girl that cooks? I think you're the beautiful lady that also cooks. Mm, thanks. Mm, it's very nice. Tell me about the three most influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Bill Gates. Oh. <laughs> Bill Gates. Mr. G can. I mean, the, Mr. G can go first. The amount of technology that we use that is founded by Microsoft is staggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. So, Mr. G can go first. So Mr. G goes first. Oh, uh, seriously, seriously. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Seriously. That's a tough one. Most influential people. Three. Most influential. Oh, three. Uh, alive, dead, don't matter. Nope. Uh, the first one that I can come up with is R.C. Sproul. Okay. Um, John Calvin, John Calvin, John Calvin. <laughs> yeah. uh, John, I'll throw John Calvin in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sproul had... The ability to teach without talking down mm-hmm. and using big words, but explaining what the what the big words were without being condescending, 
And um, anyhow, just, you know, I learned a lot from him. Um, who, who was the second one I mentioned? John Calvin. <laughs> oh, JC. Yeah, he was a... Uh, he, he was a forerunner. I mean, he uh, set up things in uh, Geneva quite well, not only in religious circles, but politically. I mean, the whole little city-state was Calvinville. Yeah. <laughs> Calvinland. Uh, um, you know, started the, um, or actually added the gunpowder to what Martin Luther started. Mm. And... Um, set the Reformation pretty much on fire because many of the other reformers that you hear about, John Knox, um, uh, what's his name, Beza, Beza, uh, Zwingli, all of them seem to have made a pilgrimage to Calvin's little abode and learned from him and Mm. went back and uh, spread it to their own countrymen. Okay. Uh, That's two. Number three? Unamas. Ronald McDonald. Could, could, be, could be a man or woman or anybody. Yeah, that's could be Mickey Mouse, people. too. Uh, Mickey Mouse, I don't know. Michael Mouse. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll use my uh, CB handle. It would probably be uh, Bullwinkle. <laughs> Bullwinkle? I said the <laughs> I mean, cartoon I mean, character? I, I Bullwinkle. identify with him. He's, he's hey, he, hey, watch me pull a ribbon out, out of my hat. <laughs> Oops, wrong hat. Um, uh, you know, the guy's... He, yeah. <laughs> a, a little goofy, but gets the job done, you know, mm-hmm. in each episode. <clears throat> so, what are your three most influential mm. people? I don't think I... You have um, nobody that you look up to? Nobody H- that's... H- Haley, somebody? Haley? Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think musically, yeah, Haley Williams from Paramore. Um... I think for sure I, I, I love her, her music. Um, I love her her artistry as a person. I also love her creative side. and um, She has a hair dye company, and I think that's really cool. And then she also has her own hair salon in Nashville. Um, who else? Mm, I don't really have role models. Um, I don't have the classic answer of saying, "Oh, my parents." Um, I don't. I don't really think I have role models or people like I look up to. It's it's hard because everybody is human. At the end of the day, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Um, nobody's everybody, perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I'm I nobody. Therefore, it. I am perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to quote Hannah Montana. Um. <laughs> I don't know. That's the lame answer that I'm going to say, but I don't really have a role model. Um, maybe your parents. I look up to your parents. Yeah. I, like I, look, up, I look up to your parents. Um, the other person... I mean, I had a really inspiring uh, professor, psychologist that I did research with that I admire as a professional um, that took me under his wing and taught me a lot about psychology and so shout out to Dr. Ernst if he's listening to this I still look up to you to this day and I wish I could be half the professional that you are um, so thank you for your service sir and you were awesome and 
Yeah. Anyways, and he's written all my <laughs> recommendation letters. Mm. So I would I would say him. Yeah. He's he's pretty. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm, my top three people would be. Hmm. I think my parents are good examples to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that counts as one and two. <laughs> uh, three would be... Are you counting your mom and your dad as one and two? Yeah, they're not a single unit. Okay. Not like a hybrid creature. They are a single unit. They've been married so long. Yeah, that's true. It's close enough. Um... I don't know. The cop-out answer would be Jesus, but I don't. I don't think that's what the question is asking about. George Washington. <laughs> George Washington Carver, uh, the peanut guy. Mm. <laughs> I do love peanut butter. Yeah, lots of it. I, I, I do like peanut butter. Yeah, George Washington Carver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> What does your morning routine look like? Um, <laughs> Come back at noon. <laughs> no. Mine or yours? I, I am, I'm asking the question so you, oh, you can so go first. So I'm answering, right? Yeah, you can go first. Um, what does your morning routine look like? It looks like... Is there a morning routine? Structured one? No. No. Um, you wake me up at five in the morning. You call me and you ask me if I'm alive. Yeah. And then you tell me to get my lazy butt out of bed. Yeah. Not in that way. Yeah. But, and then I go back after about two minutes of, um, telling you to have a great day. I go back to sleep for another 30 minutes. (laughs) And then I finally, uh, get out of bed because my... A uh, cat starts biting my toes. Um, one of my cats starts doing that, and that's his way of telling me, Mom, get up, get out of bed, I'm hungry. So they're up when I'm up. Um, so I go feed my cats. I go and wash any dishes that are in the sink. Um, I typically panic about what I'm gonna wear. <laughs> That morning, but I lately, for exactly fifteen minutes. But lately, actually, it's more. Yeah. But lately, because sometimes I'll have a whole outfit picked out and mm. I'll like try to wear it the night before to see if it looks good, and then I'll put it on again in the morning. I'm like, no, this does not look good. Um, so I'll take another thirty minutes. Love to the way it. I feel today. <laughs> yeah, um, but typically now I've been actually doing planning out my outfits the night before, so I haven't been stressing out as much. Good. Um, but then after that. I'll get in the shower, get out of the shower, and I'll start making my lunch and my breakfast for the day. And then, depending on if I have even more time, I'll either scarf my breakfast down at home along with my coffee, or I'll, um, when I'm feeling like it, I'll go treat myself and go get something for breakfast. But um, And then I um, proceed to speed and get to work. <laughs> and that's my morning routine. Okay. Um, my morning routine is I wake up at uh, 5 a.m., call this this person here, uh, see if she's still alive. And if she is and answers, then I say, wake up and let's go. Let's get, get the day started. 
No, um, I go back to sleep for another 30 minutes. And then I go back to sleep for an hour. <laughs> and uh, I wake up again. And I get up and take a shower. And come and use some mouthwash and brush my teeth. And if I have time, I'll find something to scarf down for breakfast. Uh, take whatever I can. If I have enough time to make it, I'll make it. If I don't have enough time, I'll take whatever I find around the house to eat for lunch. And I will not speed, mm. but I will leave about ten minutes earlier than I need to to get there on time. To work, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your morning routine? It's not really an applicable question to wait, me. Wait until 1 p.m. and then roll out of bed? Not that quite that bad, but uh-huh. the the sun is uh, quite uh, vertical by the time I'm yeah vertical yeah. I, I tell you my used to routine. I mean, back in the oil field, I'd get up about five thirty in order to get dressed and get a cup of coffee and head toward Alton and. Uh, Open up the shop at about seven thirty, and and uh, say hi to the cows next door. And they would always come up and want a, a tuft of grass that was on my side of the fence. And we had a little Angus bull that would come up and sneeze on me every day. Yeah, but anyhow, it was cute. He would come up for head scratches. Mm. Uh, but usually by the time I got there, the sun was coming up, and there was always already a line of people. In their trucks wanting this or that little item to take out to their job site and uh, after that the secretary would roll in about 8 o'clock and then the other two sales guys would roll in about that time and then the boss might or might not be there by 10 because he was privileged mm-hmm. and I'd call clients take orders, go pick up stuff at various stores haul them out to the different locations, get back about 6 o'clock. The phone wind rig again says, hey, one more thing, can you bring me? And so that would end up, you know, somewhere out near Fal Furious, which means I would probably get back about 9. And I'd come home, take a bath, eat, go to bed, and start all over the next day. So I had my share of getting up early, early, early before the fish are awake. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Wait, am I I asking the question? Is it under the sea? Is it with me? Mm. (laughs) I thought I was asking the questions. Okay, you get to ask the questions. like a Beatles song. Yeah. No, because you you had asked me for the last two questions. Okay. Okay. Then you get to ask it now. So if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? If I could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Would it be with me? I think it would be with you, and we would be in a castle for two. Um, eating some stew. <laughs> what kind of stew? Um... Some pressure cooked minestrone. Uh, yeah, pressure cooked minestrone. Well, I'm gonna say probably roast beef for you and minestrone. For okay, okay. Minestrone could be a vegetarian stew. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. I've had it. Um, I don't know. 
Where is the best place in the world that is both cheap and beautiful in terms of terrain? Um, Back where you went to school. Yeah, Chattanooga is really nice. It's a really nice place to be. I don't know if I want to live there, but definitely visit. Maybe live there. But I like where we are now. It's easy. Cheap. Mm-hmm. Nice place to be. Except for when it's hot. Mm-hmm. If you could live anywhere in the world. Well, my first choice would have been Chattanooga. Okay. And for the various times that it was there, I finally kind of learned the lay of the land and mm-hmm. knew the roads and what highway connected to this road and picked out five or six good barbecue spots, uh, museums, the uh, huge aquarium, very world-famous aquarium, um, the historical significance of lots of Civil War battlefield areas around there, Chickamauga and Lookout Mountain and Missionary Ridge and uh, uh, the railroad that is there, the Tennessee Valley uh, Railroad and Museum, um, which I'm always interested in Mm -hmm. choo-choos, the river itself, the scenery, people just seem to be friendly, your place that we went to, just lots of, lots of pretty things, places, places to go, places to visit there. I guess secondarily probably would be somewhere like Flagstaff. Okay. Um, I have a friend that loves it. It's high up enough to where it's cooler in the summer. They do have a Walmart. (laughs) And uh, even in the winter, you get some snow packed, but it melts quickly. Uh, Lots of trees. Kind of mountainous area. It's pretty. Yeah, I have a friend that lives there. Where would you be if you could live anywhere in the world? Mm. I'm gonna say maybe my hometown okay. where I was from. Um, Begins with an M. No, it's with a T. Oh. Actually. Um, yeah. Just uh, outside of him. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, the other place, uh, hmm, somewhere in Europe, somewhere in, like, um, I've also thought of, like, like, South America. Okay. Anywhere in South America? Brazil. Uh, Not Venezuela, not Colombia. Um, I'm sure it's beautiful there, but there's a lot of drugs and crimes there. Argentina. Maybe Argentina, um, Brazil, um, hmm. maybe Cuba, like just to visit. Um, yeah, be probably more of the Latin American countries, and maybe like somewhere in Belgium because I have family over there, and Belgium's pretty cool because there's like a mixture of different languages and cultures there, so. Say something like that. Did you know that every single highway in Belgium is lit? Is lighted for nighttime? That's lit, fam. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, mm. who would you choose? 
Mr. T can go first. Who would you choose? Coffee? To have coffee with. Any historical figure. I think Dwight David Eisenhower would be interesting. Okay. I mean, his longevity in the military, Mm -hmm. ending up being the commander of the armed forces during World War II, uh, coming back, becoming president. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was kind of unsung as a president because he was such a hero as a military, but he was a quite good president. So it would be interesting to cause he died just several years after I was born. Mm. So our lives overlap just slightly, but I think it would be fascinating to get his take on things back then. Mm. You can go. I don't have my historical figure yet. Okay. Uh, who was the guy that led the Scottish Reformation? It was Which? Scottish Reformation. Knox? Knox, yeah. Oh. I'd like to meet John Knox. One? Yeah, <laughs> Juan Knox. Juan Knox. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. And uh, Little Miss Muffet. Muffet? Yeah. Senator. Tuffet? Tuffet. Little Miss Muffet was Mary Queen of Scots. Ah. Okay. And the spider was John Knox. Ah. And every time the spider came in, Little Miss Muffet ran away. <laughs> because that's what she she knew him he, I mean he was even locked up in the tower for a short time mm-hmm. because she was Catholica and he was of course Presbyterian mm. and he was saying no 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 we must have independence to be able to uh, worship the way we please you can do your thing but don't make it a national thing mm. well yeah, that didn't go over well. I mean, that was that was the majority of Scottish wars from the 1500s up until the 1800s was the just the continual battle between religious rights and the Catholic. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Hierarchy, the uh, royals mm-hmm. that were. Um, in power at the time. so The establishment. Yeah. What's your historical figure? Mm. Hmm. <clears throat> mm, let's see. I think I'm going to do two. One <clears throat> male and one female. <clears throat> um, I think the male one may be the guy that Dracula is based upon. Based on Vlad Tepes, Vlad something, or one of the czars from Russia. Okay. Or does any czar? Rasputin. Or Rasputin. You want to have a coffee with a Rasputin? <laughs> or maybe. Um, I mean, maybe oh, this is a controversial one, uh-huh. uh, and some people might hate me for saying this because he was a he was a madman. Um, Charlie Manson. Charles Manson. Okay. Yeah, Charles Manson. Interesting. My ex-best friend... Get inside his head. (laughs) Her uncle was his guard Hmm. at the state penitentiary in California where he was a guard at. Mm -hmm. And she... And I had asked her several times on occasion, why don't you ask him for stories that maybe you could write a paper on him or something like that. Um, 
but maybe him maybe just a couple of serial killers you know? <laughs> just a couple of serial killers no big deal um, so you want to be Clarice from, uh, from uh, <laughs> uh, was it uh, Silence of the Lambs I guess yeah um, just a Google's few good with fava beans. <laughs> madmen maybe some artists Leo Leonardo da Vinci Da Vinci would be cool. Some yeah. Renaissance guys. He's a dude that was out there. Napoleon. Napoleon. I'm going to say Napoleon because mm-hmm. I would want to ask him, hey, what happened second time around? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his first exploits, I mean, he set up schools and universities and government buildings and got rid of poverty and just, mm-hmm. I mean, he made most of Europe just wealthy and everything. And then he got into the his head to where he was actually the emperor. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was exiled once but came back and then the second time around he was uh, not so good. Yeah. Um, and then the female historical figure, I would say maybe Joan of Arc. Okay. Um, maybe one of the queens. Um, maybe the Mona Lisa. If she was actually, the Mona Lisa? If she was actually a person. The, the inspiration for Mona or Lisa. Or the muse that became Mona Lisa. Maybe or, her. Or Vinci's sister. Or, yeah. <laughs> Whoever she was. Um, that's, that's all I can think of. Okay. Um, the next question is... Number 18. What was your favorite subject in school? And he was homeschooled, so what was your favorite subject? Um... Lunch. <laughs> My favorite subject in school. Uh, I don't really high high school, middle school, elementary, all homeschool. It's kind of hard to put down as one like, oh, this is the subject that I really liked. Um, for college, it was definitely ASL because that's what I made my major into. Um, you did well in the sciences. I mean. Uh, I did well in the sciences until I had to actually put it to practical application and like draw out like um, uh, bonding formulas for the chemicals. I was I was horrible at covalent and whatever other kind of bonds and things like that and drawing out the molecular structure. Yeah, um, math. I didn't really like math. Reading. I didn't really like reading. Uh, English. English was boring. History, maybe. I liked learning about learning about the concepts and the philosophies of the time, not necessarily names and dates. I guess if there were any aspect to the lessons that revolved around the worldview of the people of the time, then I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. So not necessarily one subject, but bits and pieces of different subjects. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, in high school, I would have to say probably history okay. and maybe um, British literature. Mm. We did a lot of Shakespeare. You liked shaking the spear. Uh-huh. And, and then in college, because I took high school and college together simultaneously at the same time, um, probably psychology and maybe a theater class. And any government or political science or sociology class was always my favorite. Okay. We're coming up on about 30 seconds till the next break. 
quickly. Are we going to take a break? Do you want to take a break? Do you want to take a break? I don't know if we need to take a break, but it's up to you. It's your podcast. How long do you want the podcast? I'm save my answer till the next segment. Okay. You could do that. Everybody in suspense. Yes. Okay. I guess we'll take another commercial poop in just a few seconds. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. And we're back after another big commercial poop. Um, we didn't want to leave you in too much suspense, so we've come back to have Mr. G answer the question of what his favorite subject in school was. Well, the <laughs> short answer is mine were the same as Eva's. Okay. Next question. British literature? Um, hey, history? To make this story really spread out, uh-huh. in fourth grade, I had a teacher by the name of Al Smith. Al Smith. Who taught fourth graders Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fourth graders being into the macabre, we were all fascinated by it. <laughs> but the uh, principals and everything said, no, nah, that's a little too rough for a youngster. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they kicked him up to high school, and I never saw him until many years later when I got to high school. And then when I got to my senior year, he was teaching the college prep English course. Mm. And I made sure to take him. And he remembered me and everything. By this time, I had been writing poetry since fourth grade because he had inspired me so much. So you get it from your dad. Mm -hmm. And he was probably the roughest teacher that I had, even more so than most of the college profs. So I majored in English. And for a while, I minored in history because both of them were just fascinating to me. I enjoyed reading. Mm-hmm. And yes, English lit fascinated me. Fascinated me. Especially the poets, the Shelley, the Keats, the Byron, the Coleridge, the, you know, all of those guys, Mary Shelley. Um, not so much American authors because they were just kind of getting started. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there was the, the Hawthorns and Steinbecks and, you know, American authors that I, that I enjoyed as well. But, uh, anyhow, that was it. <clears throat> I almost like a like three-hour course having a, an additional minor in, in history because the history that I was interested in was revolutionary Europe and, and a little beyond 1700s 1800s that coincided with a lot of the literature and poetry that was being written in not only England and then Scotland but also in Spain and France at that same time so <clears throat> I could see how the ideas melded mm-hmm. with current events the end cool mm, okay what was number 19 mm-hmm. what was your favorite trip you've ever taken mm. Favorite trip I have ever taken. Um, I don't know. We've taken a lot of trips over the years. If I could summarize them all, it would be our our trips to Big Brett, to Big Bend. Yeah. Um, Big Brett. Big Brett. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go visit my cousin Big Brett. 
no, uh, Big Bend National Park. Um, we've been to that place so many times that it's a blur as to which one happened when and what happened at each event. Because it's a, such a laid-back place, you kind of set so up your nice. camp and then you, okay, now what do we want to do? Yeah. Hike, uh, that and going to Chattanooga for college and going caving. I think that was a, a really good experience as a trip to go to some of the more vast but not typically accessed by the public caves in the in the, in the area. Kind of the, the, the whole place is littered with cave systems underneath, underground. And we knew... Uh, the professor for the class was actually a student who became the teacher for it, um, and he knew the areas where other people who were not officially supposed to be there uh, found ways to get, like, dug holes into caves and stuff like that. Uh, so it was, like, blocked off by gates, but he knew where to get into <laughs> the place, and that was that was fun. So, yeah, the caving adventure, if I can't just summarize all of... Big Ben trips. Mr. G? Mr. G? Yes, Big Ben would be right up there because after 40 years of visiting it at least annually and still maybe we there's a percentage that we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> more recently, probably our 10-state circle that was big. That yep. we did back in 2018. From here, straight up the middle of the country, which I had never been to before, up to South Dakota, uh, Mount Rushmore, over to Wyoming and Devil's Tower, and, uh, through Idaho, and then back down through uh, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and circled around. Took us a couple of months, but it was just taking our time, nothing really planned, seeing what was there when we ran across it. Just lots of fun. The weather was good 90% of the time because it's out west and nothing really happens out west in the fall. Mm. So that was a perfect time to go. <laughs> what was your favorite trip? I didn't really travel as a as a kid. My family didn't really travel. Um, I would say the few times I got to go back home to my um, hometown where I was born, those were fun. I had to go to. I would go to the beach there, and I would stay over at my aunt's house and have sleepovers with my cousins and visit all my other cousins. That that was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I think my other big one, well, just this year, was us going to ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun because I had never really gone to Austin. Um, and then I just came back from Austin with a good friend of mine. Shout out to Autumn. Um, and I think those two would be some of my favorites. And then when I went to Garner State Park with my old church group. That was fun as well. I really like um, state parks. Um, and then uh, the women's conference, I, I really liked it too. I liked, um, New Braunfels was a cute little town. That was a fun, that was a fun trip. So I would say, uh, those, those were at the top. 
Now we get into the fun questions that I'm sure all of us will have excellent and full, oh, no. full-throated answers for. What is your star sign? When's when's Mr. Mr. J's birthday? Do you even know? Uh, yeah, when people ask me that, I say unicorn, and they say, "Well, that's not real," and I say, "Well, none of the others are either." So, uh, probably a Capricorn, Capricorn. If anybody knows, but Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. the December. Yeah. That is so lame because if you look at the history of astrology as it is presented today they are based on star and planet movements back from the 15th 16th century and they have all moved completely to different areas of Mm. the sky than Mm -hmm. they were back then yes they are basing all their predictions on Mm. something that's no longer exists. Been been out of uh, yeah, out of alignment for out of alignment for about 500, <laughs> 500 years. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a Libra, so that means I'm very balanced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I seek justice in the things that I do, <laughs> and uh, I want to be fair with everyone. I'm a, a mediator. <laughs> and what are you, babe? I'm an Aries with a Libra ascent. <laughs> Wait, I actually have my birth chart. And, and all the descriptions are always so vague that it could be me. It could mean anybody. Yeah. It could be me. It could be you. I don't take this literally. Mm-hmm. I just have it because my friend Autumn is really into astrology. But I am a, if you're curious, I am a Libra scented, a Scorpio moon, a Sagittarius Pluto. A Capricorn and Neptune, Aquarius and Uranus. Um, Jupiter's in there too. And all the kids giggle. <laughs> Got an Aquarius and Uranus. And Aries and Venus. A Sun and Aries. Saturn, Mercury, and Virgo. Jupiter and Mars. Mars. In other words. Yeah. That's, oh that's my, my whole birth hand. chart. I'm on CoStar if you want to go find me. Chupacabra oh, descending. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ascending Bigfoot. Okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, what Enneagram type are you? I think... I think Ryan said I was an 8. Yeah. Or an, or I a, think I was a 9. A what? Enneagram. Oh, I'm an ampersand. Okay. What does that mean? I have no idea idea what that means. Uh, Enneagram is a... Christian horoscope. It has been Christianized over many years, but it's... Well, they have attempted to do it. Yeah. uh, It has its origins in older... So it's astrology, but for Christians. Yeah, older magic stuff. um, But it was popularized by a guy by the name of Richard Rohr. Oh, oh, with an E. Yeah, yeah, Ian, yeah. Ian, Richard Rohr is yeah. yes the yeah. grandfather of. Yeah, it was actually invented in. many years before him, yeah. but he took it and made it more popular by introducing it into the Roman Catholic Church, yeah. and then it's been brought into a lot of other stuff. Uh, it's about as accurate as the horoscope as a horoscope is in terms of um, being vague answers to personality types that most people share in common, but some people say, so oh, then, this is mine. So then why do Christians get so ticked off when people talk about astrology if it's literally the same thing but just Christianized? Probably because they don't know. <laughs> and it's it's easy to hate on something that you know is the bad thing, but if you don't look into research, a lot of stuff is 
probably not great origins. Just read your Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember. Mine was just that I'm sensitive. <laughs> and I'm a... Um, I'm sensitive to questions like that. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the word uh, where you empathize with everybody? That you feel everything? You're an empath? You're an empath? Yes, I'm an empath. I'm you, very you, empathic. You, uh, Roxana Troy from Star Trek Next Generation? I, that, that reference just went right <laughs> over my head. I'm not a all, Trekkie. All for the Trekkie fans. Her uniform always bugged me. Yeah, it's it, it was, slightly off. Yeah, it yeah. was just... It's a, it's a straight yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, 22. What are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think we already kind of already answered mm. this question, but mm. if you want to say it again, extrovert is for you, introvert is for me. He has an any. <laughs> I'm an introvert. I think all of us have innies, so. Okay. Nobody yeah. Here's an Audi. I used to be a true introvert in yeah. high school. Yeah. When we went to our twentieth. High school reunion or whatever, people just did not recognize me. Not because of the beard or anything, mm-hmm. but just I was outgoing and bubbly and friendly and hi, how you doing? Backslapping, hugging, and and uh, you know that that wasn't me. <laughs> I was sitting in the corner by myself <laughs> in high school. <laughs> if you won ten million tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Mister Drinking Go First. You ended our last question. You want to start our next one? Ten million just, right now. Just ten. Just, just ten. ten. I mean, inflation is has done a number on the the American dollar, so ten million doesn't go as far as it used to. Well, I would have to increase my tithing a little bit. Yeah. So you'd be giving um, what? One million? Ten percent or so? It would be that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> probably invest a good amount of it. Yeah. Um, Put it all in Dogecoin. What would you invest it in? Um, Without going into particulars of like this company or that company or this stock exchange. Probably what has been real good for me in the past is some kind of a money market account. Yeah. Uh, split between that and well, gold is already high right now, but yeah. it could go higher. So maybe throw a little of that into gold yeah. silver. Diversify. Diversify a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Probably a house. I like this area, so mm-hmm. maybe out in the country somewhere. Mm-hmm. But a little bit out in the country. I don't want to be twenty miles out in the boonies. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to be able to be out far enough to where the sky is actually dark at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the place where we went out to, yeah. to stargaze. And close to a Walmart, which yeah. there was not there. It's kind of hard to do. Um, you know, new vehicles for everybody. Uh, You're running out of money quick. Yeah. <laughs> a give, house and some cars. Give to the poor. Well, it doesn't yeah. have to be a mansion. I mean, it can be a, a double wide as far as that goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about it. Okay. You? Me? Yard full of chickens. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably... Probably something similar to you. Um, look into a little bit more about what exactly I should be investing in and try to do that as well. Um, just put in a bunch of money to my retirement if I can. 
um, create a savings account for future kids if they want to go to college. Uh, maybe do some renovations on this place to make it better. Fix some of the <laughs> replace the roof. Yeah. I think I'll re- yeah, replace the, roof, the whole roof because that thing leaks. Roof has got to go. Um, uh, pay for a nice wedding. Mm. Uh, pay for a good honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Even though we want to keep it simple, just like some camping and stuff, but make me feel a little less bad about buying meals every day or something like that. We just go out to eat every day. Uh, yeah, just kind of probably be the same as what I usually do, but fix some stuff. What about you? Um, also look into investment. Um, mm. I would invest a lot probably in uh, a good chunk of it to real estate. Mm. Um, a good chunk would go to my family, uh, my blood family, my new family. Um, let's see. Um, a good amount to charity. Um, Who's charity? Just um, <laughs> organizations that help women and children. Okay. Um, a good amount would go to tithing. Um, yeah, I would want to get a nice car, nice house maybe, um, money for our kids. Um, I just want to take care of everybody. Yeah. Okay. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? If you had to write a book. It doesn't have to be a big book. Well, I've done that once, but it was not real big. Yeah. Um, In fact, I've got enough manuscript material to write a much thicker book about, you know, just personal poetry and everything that I've got categorized in in different subject matters now that yeah. it's ready to go if somebody wants to foot the bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any publishers out there wanting to yeah. print his book? Uh, I would use my $10 million to hire a ghostwriter. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that would kind of defeat the book. Um, I even have a title and it's oh. called Headwind. Okay. And then under is it, that, is it says about wind? poems for the common man. Okay. And and the cover has a a lighthouse in the corner and an old sailing ship, and a, <laughs> a, a Scotsman standing on the rocks playing his bagpipes. Nice. <laughs> that, that's the cover. Very nice. <laughs> Why are you giving your death a bird? Maybe it's because you're holding it by finger. <laughs> So what would what would you write about if you had but to? You write never it? said what you would write about. I read. I, I read it. Uh, I'll I'll go last. Oh. Huh? I read the question, so I'll go last. Okay. Do you have an idea? Um. It would be an autobiography about myself <gasps> and my, but it would be more uh, like mental health care. How how to podcast and make a successful podcast that like ten Not people a listen successful. to. Successful. Podcast. Five people listen to? No, Justin and Tubby. Dozens of us, I swear. Podcast dozens. is way more successful than mine will ever be. Um, I would do a self help, self autobiography on um, internalized trauma within family systems. Um, Your doctoral thesis could be 
the uh, mommy issues comparisons and contrast of psychological treatments between the people of Lexington, Kentucky compared to those in Brazilia. I can guarantee you nobody's written about that before. Yeah, I mean, you will that's, find that's, the gap the, whole, that's the whole point of a doctoral thesis yeah. is coming mm-hmm. up with some... <laughs> Pulling it out of your butt. That nobody would ever think of reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably try to put together some sort of fantasy work that is based on the various world-building ideas that I've had growing up with my friend Isaac and actually put to paper something cool. Maybe I would uh, make it kind of like a D&D campaign, mm-hmm. like something other people could play. Mm-hmm. Uh, just build a world off of that. Yeah. Bet Dragons versus Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> but with uh, title changes. Pokemon yeah, or something Pokemon. like that. Bucklemans. Was that the last question? No, no, that is not. Uh, that is number twenty-four. So number twenty-five. Oh, this one. This, this one's a callback. What is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> we did an entire episode pretty we much devoted to those. We did an entire episode of pet peeves. Do you remember what your pet peeve was? We can go to number twenty-six if you don't want to answer it again. Uh, biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people tell you to fake genuine emotion and you're not ready to fake uh. it. Since you weren't there, what's your biggest pet peeve? I may upset some people. <gasps> Podcasts? Because, uh, well, them. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> oh. Uh, and those casts would be probably 20 minutes shorter uh-huh. if they would eliminate the word like. Ah. Like. 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 It's like, like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, say it, just say it. <laughs> it's not like, it either is or it isn't. It's not like, it doesn't have to be a metaphor. <laughs> like. <laughs> or a simile. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. The waveform on that one was giant. <laughs> um, my biggest pet peeve is uh, being late. For myself, myself specifically, is uh, she? She will tell you that I had a an interesting nightmare a couple a couple days back. Oh yeah. Um, so I woke her up and then I went back to sleep, and then I woke up again probably around six forty five, seven around there, and I had this very 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 realistic, boring nightmare. That I had just slept in bed till 11. A lucid dream. 11 a.m. I woke up being in my bed lying down. My TV was left on for some reason. It was broad daylight, and you came into the room and said, you don't have work today? And I was just like... (gasps) (laughs) I think everybody has those panic attack dreams Uh, like that, because uh, I have one... I haven't had school-related ones. Repeatedly. Yeah. At... The local college, mm-hmm. and I was at the student center where you can have a snack bar, kind of sitting tables, study, and so forth. And I'm sitting there chit chatting with friends, and all of a sudden, I look at my watch and realize I missed a Spanish class. <gasps> and then I get to thinking harder about it, and, okay. I, and I realize. I have missed this Spanish class for the last four weeks. Uh-huh. 
and then you know the shock of it is for some reason this just paralyzes me with you know like oh no mm-hmm. and I wake up and that never happened but it was just a fear of blowing something so completely that you know you don't get your money back and yeah. you yeah that's that's it yeah. <laughs> that is 25 out of 50 questions you should talk about on a podcast to bring in the new year so if we wish, we could do a future episode that does the other 25. Yeah. Or we could just not do that. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about something completely different. And, and like and like Ramble. And, and, like, and, like, and like Ramble. About, Ramble. And about just about like anything. Talk about Top Gear like. Yeah. Like, yeah. We could like, talk about like you know, what cars are like. And, uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I found out the other day that Smart Car actually made a sports car. It's the same little three-cylinder engine, except the little back end is kind of chopped off and it's raised like a like it's like a little miniature Corvette, and it doesn't go any faster. Yeah, there's no better suspension to it, but it's got some stripes on it. It's just a different shell. And they charge a couple thousand dollars more for it. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you, and it's got this little lid in the back that you could put maybe a cookie sheet in. <laughs> That's the trunk. Other than that, it's a little too seer. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, well, th- I digressed. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the first episode of the new year. The first episode of season three. Mm-hmm. Let us know what other episodes you'd like to listen to. Um, I will have the Feisty Females podcast link below. Also have the podcast li- linked below until they disclose what their new URL will be. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are rebranding, and that's what I should have done. I should have rebranded. Um, until then... Or we could do a course on full contact chess. Yeah. Whatever he said. <laughs> um, I will let him lead that podcast if he wants to but uh, with that in mind hope you have a good week a good new year and and that's it we'll tune in for the next Bienvenue the next one bye bye, bye. bye.